Welcome to Speaking of Grace, the weekly message podcast from the Whole Life Church in Orlando, Florida. We're a multi-ethnic, multicultural, and multi-generational congregation committed to our mission of loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. We are committed to our vision of being a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. Thank you for joining us as we continue Speaking of Grace. Well, hey there, family. What a worship experience, right? Yeah. Well, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for uh, worshiping with us, whether you're right here in our worship center or whether you are watching us online, whether you're watching us uh, live or whether you're watching us uh, three years from now. God brought you here on purpose for a moment like this. And he has something that he's already given to you. And I'm praying that God gives you something more through the message that that I want God to share through me today. So let's uh, say a word of prayer. God, we want to ask you to heal us. And we want to ask that you would help us hear what you have to say. And pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so if you're not uh, up to date, if this is your first time here at Whole Life in a while or uh, maybe ever, welcome. Glad you're here. Um, And let me catch you up a little. We are doing a summer series. Uh, We started uh, last month and we're running through the month of August on The Chosen. And uh, so far, if you're not familiar with this chosen, it is the first multi-episode series on the life of Jesus. They've done three seasons so far. And uh, there's usually eight episodes per season, so that's 24. If you do the math, it doesn't work out to two months of sermons. So we've had to pick our favorites. I've asked our, our team here at the church what they liked. I've picked some that I like. And we've just been going through those Welcome to season two. We are in season two now, uh, episode three. Um, If you're wondering, you see Matthew 4.24 up on the screen. That is not necessarily our theme text today, although it is. That's actually the title of this episode, Matthew 4.24. So let me ask you a question. At what point, at what point would you go to Seattle? Oh, I know, I know you guys would go right away. Okay, some of you, some of you from that area. But at what point, what, what would make it worth it for you to get up and go to Seattle? Um, do you get, <laughs> we need some feedback, okay. Um, so do you, do you remember the first time you heard of COVID? Do you remember where you were? I do. Because it's a little embarrassing, I'm gonna tell you anyway. I was in uh, the church office at the Madison Campus Church where I was, the, uh, I was pastor at that time. And our amazing uh, church administrator, Mona said, uh, hey, Ken, have you seen these stories coming out of China about this, this, this virus? And I said, no, I, what are you talking about? And so she proceeded and said, you know, there's this thing, it's called COVID. And it's like a lot of people in China are really sick right now. And she said, I think, I think this, might, this might be pretty bad. I was like, no, that's there, we'll be fine. It's just, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's not a thing. Don't worry about it. Woo, was I wrong, right? I was like, it's just election year stuff. Don't worry about it, it'll, you know, it'll be. 
Yeah, so you can, you can go ahead and cross the gift of prophecy off of my list of <laughs> gifts right there. Not happening. So wrong about it. But, but it's kind of weird, you know, how really significant things in your life when you first hear about it and you look back later and you think that, that in that moment, it did not seem significant. What would you think if you were at home today or at work later this week and somebody said to you, hey, uh, did you hear about that guy out in Seattle that's healing people? You'd be like, yeah. I mean, okay. Like, no, seriously, like, I'm hearing he's like, can heal anything. Would you pack up and be like, Next plane, jumping in my car, I'm headed out there. I need, I need some healing. What do you have in your life that you need healed bad enough that you would travel to the other side of the country to get there? At what point would you start traveling? For me, I'll be honest, it wouldn't have been the first conversation. It wouldn't be the first person who told me. Um, even maybe a couple news reports, I don't know. But maybe it would be right around the time where I have somebody that I know. By the way, that's kind of when COVID kicked in for me, the first person I knew that died. That really kicked in at that point. But maybe it'd be the first person that you knew that got healed. And you're like, wait a minute, this is a thing? What would you want to have healed if you knew that it would be healed? If you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that it would be healed, what would put you in that line? What would put you in a line of people waiting to see a person who you had been told could, could heal anything. And that's how this episode of The Chosen kind of starts off. There's a line of people gathered. What are they waiting for? They're waiting to be healed. And as this uh, episode kind of continues on, we're gonna be introduced to, Matt, uh, to Philip and, uh, and to Matthew. But the, the, what this episode is based off of is this text, Matthew 4.24, that says, news about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed a few of them. Man, isn't that crazy? He healed them all. Heal them all. Well, you just saw in that opening sequence is a, a group of people that had come in hope. You tell me, those of you who work in the medical field, how would you like to be able to put that on a billboard? We healed them all. Right? Yeah, that, that pretty much takes care of the competition. Right? Am I right? And we healed them all. Doesn't matter what, we got it fixed. 
done. Healed them all. I mean, let's, let's be serious though for, for a second. For those of you who live in the medical, medical field, you, I know you. It's not about the billboard. You just love to be able to do it. You just love to, you would love to not have to have the conversations with people that you aren't able to help. Where the healing that you can bring to them is not going to be the healing that they're looking for. The best you can offer them is emotional support. And yet Matthew 4.24 says Jesus healed them all. Talk about extending the healing ministry of Christ. Man, where have I heard that? I don't know, anyway. Um, hey, this used to be the Florida Hospital Church. I get to say stuff like that, okay? Just so that we know, okay? We love all our medical professionals wherever they practice, so don't get me wrong, but you know. All right, now that we got that out of the way. So here's the thing. So we have an episode where Jesus is healing everybody who comes to them. That's very cool. But then in, in come Matthew and Philip. And, and it just, I just try to figure, because this is not in the biblical record, what, what's the conversation that takes place next. What happens in this episode is that Philip and Matthew come walking in and there's these people being healed. And Matthew says to Philip, he goes, where should I start memorizing? What should I memorize in the Bible? And Philip, and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing everything that was said, Philip says, you should start in Psalms 139. And for those of you who watched first service and I said 100, Psalm 193, there is no 193. I just got my numbers a little confused. 193, 39. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But Philip says uh, scripture, that Psalms 139. And here's a little bit of that scripture. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to the heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, I, if I dwell at the furthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. Love that text, love it. But what on earth does that have to do with healing people? I mean, these people, the, 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 the previous verse, Matthew, Matthew, right, 424 says that they came to Jesus. It doesn't say that Jesus' spirit went out and healed everybody all over the place. It says that they came to Jesus. So why did the creators of the chosen use this Bible verse? Because I thought of about three other verses that would have been excellent for, for them to say, you should memorize this one from Isaiah, or you should... Why did they pick this one? Because keep in mind, this is not the biblical record. This is them using their holy imagination. I have to think that when they wrote this episode, they chose this Bible text on purpose, that it wasn't like they just thought, well, here's a random verse. Let's have, let's have Matthew memorize this one. So what were the creators thinking? I don't know, because I haven't read any interviews that gave me any insight into that. So uh, if any of you know Dallas Jenkins, let me know. I'd love to know what was inside his mind with this. So all I could do is guess. And so last night, because I'd wrestled with it all week, and I just thought there's got to be something significant here. Last night when we showed this episode upstairs in room 305, shameless plug for being here at 7 o'clock on Friday nights to watch the episodes, um, I said to the group that was there, I said, what do you think? What, why, why did they choose this verse to go along with this, this Matthew 424? Why, why this one? And so I'm thankful that there are really smart people that come to this church because they gave me some good ideas. And I like them. And one of them said, well, you know, we see that later on in this episode, the disciples are seen around a fire and they're all talking about where they came from. 
they all talked about how they had really been unworthy of being chosen. And yet God, Jesus, sought them out and chose them in spite of their imperfections. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that that might exactly be what Dallas was thinking or whoever wrote this episode and chose this text could be thinking about. But I also thought, what if it takes God's spirit to make us come to him? The Bible tells me that every good gift comes from God. So what if it was God's spirit that actually impressed those people that they needed to come be healed? Isn't it a human condition for us to run away from healing? You're like, no, no, no. I don't run away from healing. When I've, I, oh yeah, right? And some of you are like being honest with me. You're like, yeah, no, I, I run away from it. But we do, right? You have a toothache, you're like, it'll go away. It, it won't mean a root canal later. I'm sure it's just, you know, just something there. It'll be okay. Oh, a little pain in my side. You know, that'll, that'll work itself out. That's, that's, it'll be okay. Oh, you know that loneliness I'm experiencing right now? I'm sure in a month I won't feel as lonely as I do right now. Loneliness is an epidemic in our country. I was just reminded of that yesterday when I was attending Global Leadership Summit. Over half of Americans are lonely today. That means if you're not, the person next to you is. It's a lot of people that are lonely. It's a lot of the people that are lonely. And the Surgeon General is so concerned about it, as Ken Gradley kindly showed me in a, a great email. By the way, send me material. It's always great, and I appreciate that, Ken. Surgeon General is really concerned about it. This is not like some, well, it's, it's, we don't want people to be lonely. No, this is actually a health crisis, according to the U.S. Surgeon General. It's deadly. I'm sure that loneliness I feel, I'm sure that'll clear up. I'm not gonna, I'm sure that, you know, that, that, that thing that keeps coming around in my marriage, it'll work itself out. I don't need to go see a therapist about that and we'll figure it out. We run from healing, but what if God pursues us what if his spirit goes to the ends of the earth to say, you need healing and this is where it's at? What if God says, I will not let you go down into hell without knowing that I'm gonna go with you and pull you out if you just will allow me to? What if God wants us to know that there's healing even when we're running away from spiritual healing that we need? Most of us are very afraid to admit the pains and the hurts and the things that need to be healed in our life. When I asked you what you needed to be healed, did you picture a, a person? Was it someone you love in your life that needs healing? Did you picture something in your own life that needs healing? And how likely are you to share that with somebody in this, in this family? The fact of the matter is that statistically, no, you're not very likely to share it with anybody that's sitting in this room besides maybe the people you came with. Why? Because it's not safe, generally speaking. That was one of the other things they talked about in Global Leadership Summit. They talked about how trust is just evaporating in our country today. We don't trust anybody. And, and for some very good reasons. For some very good reasons. But maybe it comes down to the, so many times, so many times instead of 
churches being a place of healing, they become a place of wounding. You know, I think that the creators of The Chosen really do a good job of, of taking the biblical narrative and creating a scenario that I think very likely could have happened because what happens is the, as the disciples are seen around this fire is Jesus is off healing the multitudes, literally. As Jesus is off doing his thing, you don't, you don't see Jesus until the end of the episode. As Jesus is off healing people, the disciples are around the fire and, and it starts off as a cordial conversation. They all start talking about, you know, things they've done wrong in their spiritual walk, you know, little things, you know, until they get to Matthew, Matthew the tax collector. And they all agree that, you know, Mary had to do what she had to do, but Matthew, you're a traitor. How many times does that happen in churches? Yeah, I've sinned, yeah, you've sinned, but boy, that person. Boy, that person. And we, we go ahead and we say, I understand why I've sinned. And by the way, I don't really need to see Jesus about it. Because it'll get taken care of, right? Praise Jesus for his grace. I don't really need to take it to him to get the grace, but... And so... Then somebody else comes along and we're like, but thank God I am not. And so that's what we see happening around the campfire until it gets to this moment. Do you even know what it's like to be Jewish? To suffer for centuries and centuries because of it, but to still commit to it? To protect our heritage even though it never stops being painful because the one comfort we have is to know that we're doing it together that we're all suffering together. But if, if we just wait a little longer, if we hold tight, just a little more, we'll have rescue because we're chosen, all of us. And you betrayed that and you spit on it. I can't forgive it. I'll never forgive it. All right. You said what you needed to say. Sit down, Simon. You sit down first. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Simon talked about we have suffered. The healer was right there. But he wanted to blame somebody else. He didn't want to be healed. He just wanted to blame somebody. Jesus is right there. Simon could have got in line and said, heal me from the suffering that I've experienced. He didn't. Because what was going on with him wasn't that bad. It was, really, it was really Matthew's fault. To me, this, this moment in this is so poignant because you meet God in human flesh. The God who can and does heal all, wrapped up in humanity, 
that has to carry that, who is tired and worn out and emotionally exhausted. We serve an amazing God. Jesus, and I love how the, they choose to portray it because Jesus doesn't chastise them for, for the scene that they were making. He didn't say, come on guys, seriously. Been healing people all day long and what are you guys, what is wrong with you? And if he had, he would have been justified to say it in my opinion. Just say goodnight. And let them realize what was really going on. It was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Are you willing to go ahead and let Jesus carry those for you? Or are you intent on being weighed down yourself? Do you want to give it to Jesus? The Bible encourages us to give all our worries and cares to God. Why? Because he cares for us. One of my favorite promises. And yet how often am I slow to do it? I want to remind you of something else. 1 Corinthians tells us that we are the body of Christ. What does that mean? Well, the question to me is, am I willing as part of the body of Christ to be weighed down by your hurt and your suffering? Am I willing to be a part of Christ's ministry of healing that says, you can cast your cares on me, not because I'm able to heal you, but because I know someone who can. Because I know to tell you where to go for healing. Because we want to come together, as the Bible says, and bear one another's burdens. Are you willing to look like Jesus did at the end of the day? Because you love the community that God has put you in. I've got a challenge for you today. I'm gonna actually ask you to do something today. Two things, actually. The first one is I wanna challenge you to ask God for healing. Maybe it's the first thing you thought of, or maybe as I've been talking, you've thought of other things that you need to have healed in your life. I wanna give you an invitation when the band comes up and they sing, I'd invite you to come forward and on these four different tables, you'll find these little pieces of multicolored paper. Pick one. Find a marker, a Sharpie. And on that piece of paper, I would like for you to write something that you would like to have healed. Someone that you'd like to have healed. And... I would like to ask you to honor people's privacy. So if you're gonna write a name, don't write a last name. Or if you wanna be even more discreet, you can maybe just put some initials. Or maybe you're coming up here and you're writing something that's super, super personal to you. Maybe you're struggling with a mental illness that no one else knows about. Or maybe it's a marriage that's falling apart. Or maybe it's financial problems that nobody would be aware of except for you. And you just don't want anybody to know about that. 
I just invite you on that little piece of paper. You don't have to write it all out. You can just put a letter or a symbol or something that symbolizes what it is that you're bringing to Jesus because this isn't you doing anything other than giving it to Jesus. So once you've written whatever you're gonna write on this little piece of paper, and it is thin, so I'd urge you to be careful as you write on it. You're gonna come over here. And what we have, it's a little harder to see than it was during first service, but what we have is a picture of Jesus' face. And what we would like you to do is to put on Jesus, to put on Jesus what you want healed. And so what you need to do is just to point at the space that you would like to put that little piece of paper on. And then the people who are helping me are gonna put a little bit of glue right there for you and you just put it right on there. Feel free to move in the spaces. If you are writing something that you would really rather have people not see, put it on the black uh, spaces that make up the drawing of Jesus' face and it's not gonna be seen. If you do want it to be seen, make sure you don't put it on the black spaces, okay? Um, And what's gonna happen is we're going to actually, later on, we're gonna take this portrait of Jesus out. We're gonna actually put it on top of the stained glass mosaic. And so Jesus is going to be over top of your request for healing. And we're gonna put a frame over that and next week, When you come to church out in the lobby, you're gonna see this framed and out in the lobby and you can look and visualize that Jesus wants to take on himself all the things in your life that need to be healed. That's the first part of things. If you wanna be super brave, you can find somebody that you did not come here to church with and say, I need healing for this, will you pray for me right now and over the next week? I firmly believe that one of the problems our faith has is that we are not open enough to the people in our lives. And if somebody shares something with you, it's between you and them. The only thing I ask is if somebody shares something that they're wanting you to pray for for them, you pray for it, but you don't get to ask them to pray something for you. Why? because we live in a society that's all about reciprocity. If you do for me, I need to do for you. Aren't we glad that's not what Jesus expects from us? And so I just want you to go up to somebody and say, will you pray for this for me? They can pray for you right then and then pray for the rest of the week for that. That's if you're willing to open yourself up and be vulnerable. Family, if we really wanna be followers of Christ, this is what we have to experience. If we really wanna experience healing in our life, this is what we have to do. We have to open ourselves up to the world around us, but we have to open ourselves especially up to the body of Christ because in Christ is healing. Hi, this is Randy McGray, podcast producer and host here at Whole Life Church. Loving people into a lifelong friendship with God is our mission at the Whole Life Church And our podcasts are designed to help facilitate conversations that help us grow together in that pursuit. Now that you've heard the message for this week, don't forget to check out the Whole Life Takeaways for this message. Swipe up in today's show notes and join the conversation. Speaking of conversations, each Wednesday morning we take a closer look at the week's message. That's right, the one you just listened to. We discuss practical ways to apply spiritual lessons and ask honest questions about the issues we face as Christians all focused through the lens of grace. Your voice is a welcomed addition to that conversation. 
We encourage your thoughts and your questions by sending a voicemail or text to 407-965-1607 or send an email to podcast at wholelife.church. You can find everything podcast-related on our website, wholelife.church slash podcast. And plan on spending every Tuesday evening and Wednesday morning with us as we bring you the Whole Life Church inspiration you love straight into your headphones. Thanks for listening and have a great week.